If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Chapter 20, Wings of Fire, Moon Rising Moon had no time to react before Darkstalker was there in her mind, louder and fiercer than he'd ever been before. Don't tell anyone about this, you understand? A stone from the sky that can block a mind reader's powers? If other dragons find out, we'll be ruined. Everyone will get one, and then we'll be deaf, Moon. Do you understand? If this gets out, it'll be like ripping off our claws. Promise me you won't tell anyone. We wouldn't be deaf, she thought back. We'd be no worse off than all the normal dragons out there. If you could give up this gift so easily, then you shouldn't be allowed to have it. Moon was flustered by his intensity. Shush for a minute, will you? This is my one chance to hear what Onyx is thinking. Darkstalker subsided, muttering. Ostrich was still holding the amulet. <clears throat> all her thoughts fuzzed out as gently. Ostrich was still holding the amulet. All her thoughts fuzzed out as gently as she gently poked the rock inside. If they wanted to find out whether Onyx has the bomb, they had to make her think about it right now. Of course, Kibli had no way of knowing that. He was com- he was busy com- contemplating Onyx dragon dragonhood with her mother, trying to figure out why she was here. He didn't even look out when Moon suddenly tried to catch his attention. She'd have to do this herself. Uh, Moon blurted. What do, who do, have you, uh... The Samwings all, all swiveled their head to stare at her. What is she trying to say? Weird, crazy Nightwings. I heard she can barely form sentences. Guess that's true. She tried not to listen. She tried not to think about the running away. And, the question, and then the right question came to her. How's Tamarin? She managed at last. Have, have, you, have you been to see her? Oh, my poor little calmly, Onyx said with a sigh. At the same time, her mind went, I don't see why we have to care about other dragons from other tribes, but it seems to be expected for some reason. At least Tamron was a quiet, agreeable dragon to share a cave with. She didn't store like mother, or tell weepy stories and expect me to care. Like mother. Ugh. I hope they don't give me another clomy. Perhaps if I tack totally shadowed, they'll let me keep the cave by myself. It's absolutely devastating, she said. I'm just, I'm just devastated. She reached to take the amulet from Ostrich. But I haven't heard anything useful yet, Moon thought. Uh, she said quickly, can I, can I see it? Onyx looked as if she wanted to say no, but Ostrich was already passing the amulet into Moon's talons. Do, do, do you, uh, Moon froze in shock. The world had gone silent. Not the outside world, her inner world. The constant seething, twittering background noise of her mind around had abruptly vanished. <clears throat> it felt as though she'd just been plunged into the deepest trench of the sea. Darkstalker? She called, staring down at the skyfire between her claws. There was no answer. He was gone. Everyone was gone. It was worse than going underwater. It was like being yanked from a three-dimensional world into a two-dimensional one. The dragons around her might as well have been pictures in the scroll. Flat, empty, and unknowable. Terrified, Moon thrust the amulet into Kibli's talons and jumped back. 
Hey, careful with that, Onyx snapped. Everyone's mind came rushing back at once, and Moon, and Moon, who had always thought she might, she wanted more silence, found herself unbelievably glad to hear them. And even the ones who were thinking she was extremely peculiar. Moon, Dark Circle was yelling. Moon, I'm here. She said, Three moons, you scare me." He said, "You vanished so completely. I thought you were dead." What am I? Kipley began bewildered. It's really cool. Look at it. Moon had said. She wanted to close her eyes and settle into the noise around her. She needed a moment to calm down. But Onyx was full of irritable thoughts about her amulet and not thinking about the bomb at all. <clears throat> In a minute, she would demand it back, and Moon didn't have time to recover. She needed to get the answer right now. Onyx, do you think they'll catch the dragon we set the fire? She asked her to direct. But the only thing she could do. Does she suspect me? Onyx thought. How odd. Of course, the sailing said aloud. They're the great dragon. It's a destiny, after all. By all the serpents, I hope they do catch whoever did this so we can stop blithering about it. This is a tiresome distraction from my plans. Perhaps I should go back to the desert and try another approach. Or she tipped her head and gave Kibli's speculative look. They say this one is practically Thorn's third wing if I... A train of thought abruptly cut off as Onyx snatched the amulet out of Kibli's claws. That's enough, Ogling, she said. Moon wished she could hear what Onyx's mysterious plans were and how they involved Kibli. But at least she knew one thing. Onyx was the one was not the one who set the fire. <clears throat> so who did? She sat thoughtfully staring at the talons as Kidley chatted with the other sandlings and occasionally shot more probing questions at Onyx. Pike, Icicle, Flame, Onyx. If it wasn't one of them, who could it be? Had she misinterpreted all one of the minds she read? Was it really one of them after all? Or who else could it, she be forgetting? Are you sure you can't help me? She asked Darkstalker. Seems like the same question I've been asking you, he said quietly. She cooked her claws into a crevice in a rock and started digging out some embedded moss. Does that mean you'll tell me who did it if I agreed to free you? No, he said, because then you'll resent me, and then you'll start thinking I'm manipulating you, and then you won't trust me, and then you'll decide you'll never free me. He sighed. You don't realize how badly I need you, Moon. It's harder than you could imagine figuring out what I would say to you and trying to help you without getting killed getting you killed moon felt guilty she'd been focusing on the fire and her friends and all the problems that came up came with being a secret mind reader in the meanwhile the only dragon who accepted her completely this way was trapped in a stone prison desperate um desperately clinging to the one hope he had that she would take pity on him and find a way to set him free tell me more about your talesman she suggested a pause really he asked well, if I do decide to search for it, I need to know what it looks like, don't I? He hesitated again. Finally. Can I trust you, Moon? She found a tiny green caterpillar inching the way toward the crack in the boulder. Carefully, she let it crawl into her claws and then lifted it safely to the ground, away from the dragons. You tell me, she said to him. You can see every single one of my thoughts. You must know more about me than any other dragon in the world. So do you trust me? After another moment, Darkstarter suddenly barked a laugh that echoed in his skull. I guess I don't have a choice, do I? You could wait for the next Nightwing mind reader, she pointed out. Now that we're living in the rainforest, having eggs under the moon skin, there would probably be more, right? 
On the one talent, it was reassuring to think there would be others. She didn't have to be bear all the responsibility of being Darkstalker's only hope forever. On the other talent, thinking about another mind reader making friends with Darkstalker and being the one to rescue him, it gave her a strange protective feeling that she couldn't even explain. But on the third talent, maybe someone else would have a better chance of figuring out how to rescue him, and then she wouldn't have to be blamed if it all went horribly wrong. But then on the fourth talent, she liked the idea of being someone's hero, doing something brave and dangerous and changing the world. All right, all right, Dark Soccer said, I can't listen to you thinking circles about it anymore. But Moon, this is the most important thing. You must never forget that my talisman is the most dangerous and mistouched object in all the Pyria. If it fell into the wrong cause, it would be a disaster, like you can't even imagine. You need to promise me, even if it looks even for a moment like someone else might take it, Someone like Flame, for instance. You have to destroy it. Destroy it, Moon thought back. Then you'll be trapped in here forever. Yes, probably. I can't bear to think about that. But even if that, if it even was that, would be better than the alternative. A weapon of that kind of power is a dangerous challenge. I'm very serious, you understand? I do, Moon thought. I promise. All right, he said slowly. It's a scroll. A picture came into her head of a scroll wrapped in black leather casing. The casing opened and the scroll unrolled. A pen appeared, writing words that blazed for a moment like fire, before sinking into the page and turning into dark purple ink. As with all animus touch objects, it can be used by any dragon who comes across it, Darksucker said. You simply write your command. For instance, give this necklace the power to make me invisible when I wear it, or... This mirror to spy on whichever dragon I choose. You must be as specific as possible, or the magic is liable and to go awry and interpret your request in some odd way. Are you sure it still exists? Moon asked, saying the scroll in her mind. Looked like it was made of thick paper, like well, thicker paper than most scrolls, but still, scrolls can be burned so easily. If it's out there somewhere, why hasn't anyone figured out its power and used it in the last two thousand years? What if the lightnings took it with them when they ran away and it was destroyed in the volcano? I don't know, Darksucker said in a half-choked voice. If no one knew about it, if no one knew what it was, I carefully kept its power secret from everyone with clear sight, and I don't think anyone would have used it. It's true, though. I don't know if it has survived all this time, but I have to believe it has, or else hope, all hope for me is lost. Moon sighed, and Kibli looked at her across at her curiously. Even if I do find it, she thought, how could I possibly get it to you? Neither of us would know where you are. Maybe we should figure that out first. Maybe it'd be easier to dig you out than find the one last scroll in Pyria, and then what? Stuff it through ten layers of rock? I suspect, I suspect it's no matter of a little digging, Darksucker said, but there is a small hole near me which must reach through all the way to open air, because every once in a while I can smell a breeze. Sometimes, even more rarely, a little mouse or insect blunders inside, and I get to eat it. Moon hadn't thought about that. You're surviving on the occasional clumsy mouse. How can you live without eating? My own foolishness was designed to keep me alive through everything, he said ruefully. No starvation, nor cold, nor old age. No stabbing or fire or frostbite can kill me. I can still feel hungry, though. Extremely and enormously hungry. Turns out it's quite cursed I've put myself in. He made a semi-amused semi noise, as if trying to brush away any self-pity. 
and there's no way to undo it, Moonest. I mean, whatever you enchanted to make your you immortal, it's not like a necklace you can take off. You mean if I decided I want to die? Dark Sucker thought for a moment. No, it's not a necklace. I don't think I could undo this enchantment, not unless I have my talisman back. Talisman back. In any case, I have not quite reached the level of despair yet. I still would like to see the sun. At least one more at least once more, for instance. Moon looked up at the sun shining brightly over the mountain landscape and thought of how easily she took it for granted. Over the mountains to the north she could see heavy grey storm clouds gathering. But one on Jane but one on but Andre Mountain it was still a beautiful day. Sort of an unfair beautiful day if if you thought about Cardelian and Big Tail and Tamarind. There is another option, Nurkser said. If you found my school, you could use the power to find me and free me yourself. You wouldn't need to bring it to me. Oh, Moon thought. It hadn't occurred to her to use herself. And with magic, it sounded so much more dangerous than her own powers. You mean if I wrote something? Like, please enchant this map to show me Darkstalker's exact location. He laughed. Well, I must admit I never said please to my talisman, but you certainly could. The dragons around Moon all suddenly started getting up as she blinked at them, startled, and Kibby grinned. I suspect you're a million miles away, he said. We're going to the play center. A few dragons just came with food, and we're hoping there'll be enough for everyone. I just need a lizard, Ostrich said. I couldn't eat yesterday after everything, so I'm hungry now, and I feel bad for bidding it. Oh, here, Moon said. She had been absolutely watching a fat brown greenish, green lizard for the last few minutes. It had been inchly slowing its way out into the sun below the boulders, looking for an insect to eat. With a quick stab, Moon impaled it on her clothes, then presented it to Ostrich. Talons and tails, Ostrich said, regarding her with awe. I didn't see that coming. You're really fast. True, Kibu said. She's an amazing hunter. Got another one hiding from me somewhere. Moon shook her head, although she he knew she knew he was kidding. You can have this one, Ostrich said immediately. Nah, thank you. You have it. He said, I'd like to go stop by the play center anyway. Moon, coming too? She nodded, and the other standings had already gone ahead. Ostrich batted after them. Moon and Kibley followed more slowly, and Moon in a low voice. Moon in, said in a low voice, It was an onyx. <clears throat> really? How do you know? Don't tell him, Darkstalker warned. I just do. He frowned. She felt all the progress of the last few, day, few hours spiraling backwards. She's lying to me again, I'm sure of it. But about what and why? If she can hear Onyx's thoughts after all, why not admit that? Unless it's a trick to make me suspect Turtle. She'd be lying about everything, about all the others being innocent. She'd be trying to steer me to someone for her own agenda. What do, what do I really know about her? After all, why would I think she would want to help me find a dragon to kill Carnelian? Perhaps she doesn't even care. Stop, please stop. Moon said feelingly, pressing her talons to her ears. I'm not trying, and I do want to figure this out. Please trust me, Kibley. She flicked his tail. He flicked his tail and took a step away from her. I- I'm sorry, he said. I'm not sure I can do that yet. It's too, you know what? Let's put up for a while and then try again later. Without waiting for her answer, and now worrying about what else she'd seen in his head, he took the s- to the sky, flying down to the purse under a cave opening. Moon's wing dropped. I ruined it, she said to Darkstalker. He was almost willing to trust me again. I should have just told him the truth. You can't tell anyone about the Skyfire. You must see that. You may be able. You may be back. You may be back to by being my only friend. She said, possibly forever. 
Well, if you're going to have one, it's not such a bad one to have, he joked. Or at least she thought he was joking. There was more drugs in the price center than she expected. All the sea wings were back, along with the sky wings, a few ice wings, and a couple of night wings. It was easier now to use rain sharp to trick, though she slipped them all quickly into the background pitter-patter, and her oncoming headache faded away again. Then she spotted umber Martian sore across the cave before her wings slipped. For one thing, Sora must be feeling better if they let her come down here. And for another, for another thing, Umber and Sora didn't completely hate her yet. They would probably let her sit with them and eat with anyways, which would be better than trying to sit with that ferocious, mighty claws. Ferocious expression Mighty's claws was wearing. As she moved toward the siblings, she caught a glimpse of Kibli watching her. He was wondering whether he should warn the Mudwings about her mind reading, especially Umber. So I better enjoy them now, she thought ruefully, since they won't be my friends for much longer. Hey, Umber said as she approached. Sora and, March, Sora and Marsh both kind of flinched and nodded at the same time. Hi, Moon said softly. Sora, how are you? Are you all right? Nothing is all right. Nothing. She caught from Sora's brain. It was fragments of terror and memories of battles and fire jolting through her, the mud pool in Sora's mind. She could tell Sora would, would have preferred to be tranquilized again. But she forced herself to come dear, down here. Ice school, Moon heard, and guessed that Sora wanted to prove herself to be tougher than her claw mate thought she was. She slid the rest of Sora's restless thoughts into a raindrop, conscious, conscious out of, of Kibli's eye on her back and feeling like, feeling like an intruder in Sora's fear. She did the same thing with Marsh and nervously, Marsh, who was mostly surveying the cave and nervously wondering what to eat, while Ember was preoccupied with worrying about his brother and sister. She's doing better, Umber answered for Sora. Clay said she even got up and went for a walk for a little while last night. Really? Moon said, looking at her. Why would she want to wander around the mi- mountain in the middle of the night? She wondered for a, for a split second whether Sora could be the dragon who'd been scheming with Scarlet. And then she remembered the first night she heard the dream visitor conversation. Sora had blown one of the few dragons who was still awake at that hour. Moon definitely remembered noticing her mental mud ritual. She hadn't been asleep and dreaming, so she couldn't have been the one talking to Scarlet. Sora glanced anxiously around the cave. Following her gaze, Moon saw Winter and Icicle stalking in from one of the tunnels. She felt like bolting, but she could make her, but she made herself stay as she stay. Put, sorry, she felt like bolting, but she made herself stay. Put as Winter rapidly scanned the cave and spotted her. His eyes arrowed, and he thought. Only half a day left for nightwing. She ducked her head. What was she going to tell him at midnight? She couldn't point to any culp- anyone as culprit yet. Icicle snatched a fish from the central pile and stormed toward her usual edge. Winter picked a fish too, but hesitated. Moon could hear him debating whether to come over and talk to her. Please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't, she prayed. She wanted to go talk to Icicle, Umber said to Sora, who was staring at her clawmate. I'm sure she's been worried about you. Sora didn't answer, but a flash of contemptuous disbelief broke through Moon's raindrop, so sharp and fierce that it took her a moment to realize it came from the quiet mudwing. She turned and saw Icicle climbing into the alcove with a disdained flick of her wings. Icicle turned to look down at the crowd, one of her wings slightly brushing the slagpites of her head. There was a loud crack, and then a splintering sound, and suddenly the sharpest, most wicked-looking slagpite broke off the ceiling and plummeted to- down toward Icicle. So that was the end of the chapter. Uh, it was quite a long chapter, so I apologize for all the mistakes and for my voice. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Hello.
So I have been getting a lot of requests to do another one of my bonus episodes where I answer questions. So we are going to do that next bonus episode, but it will be in a few more chapter episodes just because I've got to wait for questions to come in. And I know people have been asking a lot of questions, but I'm lazy and I don't want to go and look through all my Q&As. So if you have any questions, please answer them in this ask them in this Q&A and I will answer them. Nothing too personal though, more like recommendations or questions about the book. Nothing like, where do you live? Where's your exact address? Because I, I can't answer that and I won't answer that. So thank you.